Howdy, y'all. Welcome to the Marty Smith Podcast. Marty's here. The great Wesley Blankenship is in the house. Travis is here. We have an amazing show today. Uh, Cannot wait to chat with Chris Long, uh, two-time Super Bowl champion, All-American at the University. (coughs) You okay? I got a little choked up there. You good? University of Virginia. Uh, It's hard for me me to emit those words. Uh, But can't wait to chat with Chris. Uh, And you guys are going to be interested to see why. A couple weeks ago, I randomly tweeted that water is water. And we did not know this, but that is a controversial topic. I love how uh, guests find their way on this show. Like, you just tweet that about water. It's unbelievable. Boom, so can't wait to chat with Chris about his apparently, uh, according to the tweeter machine, wide-reaching expertise on various brands of water, tastes of water. Uh, and uh, apparently he's an expert. So we'll chat with him about that. But before we get to Chris here in just a couple minutes, uh, boys, Happy Independence Day. Yep. As we tape this, it is July 5th. I had an amazing July 4th. Wesley, you looked like what Uncle did you Sam, bro. On I America's see. birthday. You looked like Uncle Sam on that Huffy you were riding around. Um, how about the guitar shades? What did you think of the guitar shades? I was impressed, man. I can tell you put a lot of effort into that. And uh, I know that you don't take America's birthday lightly, and you didn't disappoint with your celebration. That is one thing about this town, Ocean City, New Jersey. I'm here at Ocean City Coffee uh, right here on Asbury Avenue. Uh, As we've said here for the last several weeks, they've been gracious enough to host us this summer while I'm up here at my summer place. Uh, One thing I love about this town, this island, is their 4th of July celebration is a citywide deal. Everybody's having parties everywhere. All the houses are decked out with buntings and American flags. Man, bunting is such an underappreciated deal. Just, I don't even know what kind of category to put it in, but when you see bunting, you know something serious is happening. Opening day, baseball, Memorial Day, 4th of July. I completely agree. I think that buntings are vastly underrated. They just offer this patriotic, you just look at a bunting and you feel American, right? Yes. You're just infused with American spirit. And certainly we all need that right now. And so we had a blast, man. We hosted uh, 50-something Kokosas at our house. We do that oh. every year. I busted out the pit boss. I put the uh, put the ground beef on there from Boyer's Market down the street here. And, uh, do some smash all burgs. I did, all I season it with is just salt and pepper, man. But the way that the pit boss prepares the burgers, you don't even have to try. I mean, you don't even have to try. You put them on there. I go 400 degrees, I go about five minutes each side, and then I flip them off for two or three more minutes on each side, and uh, and they're the best thing you ever had in your life. I eat a burger once a year, Wesley, one day a year. That's it, huh? And it is July 4th, and I always go too deep. Now, my belly's a little bit rumbly today as a result of such things, but it is a July 4th tradition. We have a lot of American-made whiskey. And That's a right. lot of American-made light beers at the Smith household. I had a pretty uh, multicultural alcohol consumption yesterday, ironically. I had some scotch, which is... Wow. Yeah. And I had a Dos Equis. So I was, I was all over the board. But I also brought what it home with some, some local Athens beers. So steady the what ship. What kind of scotch, dude? What kind of scotch? Yeah. Oh, it, I was just sipping on some Johnny Walker. What color? Not, I have a buddy. Not the, not the best color. 
but it doesn't matter. Oh, you, you, you weren't you weren't sailing in the blue yesterday. No, nah, I wasn't. I wasn't in blue land. How many fingers do you go with your pour? Three. Uh, just I was just sitting down by the dock, man. It was like a hundred degrees, so I just just needed something to steady the ship a little bit and get the day, get a good foundation. I'm I'm big on foundations with my drinks, and you know that. Are I'm you the, on the rocks? I'm the shot. Or are you a neat guy? Uh, neat. Damn, you you got a bigger set than I got. I can't. I don't. I don't like warm alcohol. Any I'm with of you. I'm just out. I got. I, I love to have a big old cube, a big old ball, or a big old block in my glass, and I'm three fingers. I was all over the map uh, on Sunday with my drinks. I up shocking development. I had a, a white claw. I had a Tito's and soda. I think I had a Jack. I, I busted out the old Smoky Moonshine. I was. How you all, feeling today, man? My lord. So, I, I, uh, I think I like strained my neck. Maybe concussion protocol. So, at my dad's pool, we had this like <laughs> blow up slide that the the kids were using. They, you know, it's only meant for like 120 pounds weight. You know, and kids were going down it. Well, then when all the little you know, little ones left, the parents took them home. Then the adults, for some reason, had this grand idea that we should jump over the slide and try to catch a ball in the air. And at one, I, the first time I did it, I like looked to my right to try to catch it and just like land, just face planted. And so I've been dealing with like a little bit of a neck strain. I feel like I'd be damn playing hurt today. Let's, You're playing let's hurt, take Travis, through the concussion protocol. You're like Joey Chestnut showing up with the knee brace on. How about Joey just putting some dude in the full Nelson? So I caught the replay. The I caught the replay of it yesterday, like the the whole broadcast, and I think ESPN edited it out. Unless I just I only know about it from social media. I didn't see it. Either. I haven't seen it yet. Like I didn't know I if it was a situation it. where they didn't want to glorify. Like you know, they don't show the streaker on on game broadcasts. You know, like maybe they just didn't want to glorify a protester. I don't know. Guess what I did last night, fellas? Okay, so I have had. Uh, on the beach before I went down and started grilling, I had like four local New Jersey beers. Today? No, 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 oh, no, 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 no. Like, this was this was on July fourth. Okay. This was on Independence Day, West West America's birthday. Uh, I had like four local beers, and we were playing Can Jam. Y'all familiar with Can Jam? Mm-hmm. It's a co- the frisbee it's a game, right? Game. You take a frisbee. It's not and the coolest game. a frisbee at this bucket. And if you slot it, the game's over, and, and you got a teammate, and they're trying to knock the frisbee into the into the canister. It's a fun game. I never heard and of it. And my brother-in-law Mike and I are just—I mean, we're like the we're like the MJ Scotty Pippen of of Can Jam. But so after we do that, and then I go home. All right. So I start pouring myself Jack Daniels. So now I'm on Jack Daniels and and Diet Coke. Okay, greatest taste in the history of man. Well, I got this buddy Zach. And he's Laney's friend from high school. His wife is one of Laney's best friends from high school. They live two streets over. Well, he was in Nashville, Tennessee during CMA Fest for work. And so he hits me up. He's like, hey, man. I mean, this is the this is the. I think I might have said this the other week. This is the most Travis thing ever. It's like 930 at night. I get this text from, from, from Zach. He's like, hey, man, can you get me tickets to uh, Nissan Stadium tomorrow for CMA Fest? And I'm like, I mean, I guess I'll try. So I get him and his buddies these tickets to CMA Fest. As a result, he buys me a bottle of Basil Hayden and he, as a thank you. So he brings this bottle of Basil Hayden to the house. And it's sitting there, and Laney's uncle comes over, and he loves whiskey. He loves bourbon. I'm like, I got some Basil Hayden in there. 
Well, then it starts to filter through the 50 people at the party that I have Basil Hayden, okay? So now uncles are firing off Basil Hayden, whatever. I'm still drinking Jack. Well, at the end of the night, I'm like, I want to try some at Basil Hayden. So I go in there and I get my get my uh, ice cube and I got my three fingers and we're playing cornhole. Boys, God as my witness, I hit a four bagger on cornhole. Foom, 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 foom. That's not all that, of them. It's not that crazy of a feat. I was hammered. What do you mean it wasn't a crazy feat? It's not like maybe you were just in the outside. maybe you were just in that perfect zone where you haven't crossed the threshold yet, and alcohol is and actually boosting your athletic performance. Yes, and Academy Sports and Outdoors makes they sell. I don't think they manufacture it. They sell these cornhole boards that have LED lights around the. I hole. saw that man. Dude, it's the coolest Your thing Your cornhole ever. boards kind of looked like Iron Man. They were sick. Yeah. It was like 11.30 at night. It was pitch black outside. We had our music up way t- I had Midnight Rider on so loud that quite literally the neighbors were looking out the window cussing us. Why didn't the neighbors <laughs> just come over and hang out? Well, I think they'd been at it pretty good since about 10 o'clock in the morning. But All right, enough of our drivel. Let's, uh, let's bring in our, our, our buddy here. Um, Look, I, again, as I said off the top of the show, uh, I tried a new water. I was blown away by this water, and I took to the social media, which is always a terrible mistake. I took to the social media to, 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 to ponder the question. What sparked it? I was super-duper hungover, and I went to the gym to try to sweat it out, and then I went to this coffee shop to get my boost. And they have this water. It's called Liquid Death in the refrigerator and it look you know how sometimes in the movies or on a tv show they'll the character will look at something and it'll go it'll ah. glow it has a halo around it this water had a halo around it so i bought three of them and i'm drinking this liquid death and i'm it was so cold and so pure and so smooth I was like, this is the greatest water I've ever had. And I, I wonder, is it the packaging? Because there's like skulls and fire. It's like fire. It looks like an energy drink. The the packaging. It looks like the bottom of a Pal Peralta skateboard in 1989. Now that's a drop, Like Marty. Bones Brigade skateboard in 1989. So anyway, I wondered if I was being fooled by the packaging. And so I posed this question. Do y'all believe that one brand of water can taste different than another brand of water? Water's water. But I wonder if packaging impacts how we taste it. Because this morning, I think it happened to me. Well, 500-something replies later, I realized, holy hell, people are passionate about water. All right, let's bring in the expert, the great Chris Long. Howdy, y'all. I forget who somebody just yelled at me. The great Chris Long who is the aficionado of all things water. As we said, man, what an amazing pleasure to, to welcome Chris Long to the podcast. This guy is a legend, not only what he achieved on the football field, but what he does for others. Uh, his kindness towards other people is so inspiring charitable person philanthropic person he's impacted lives all over the globe donated his entire 2017 salary from the philadelphia eagles to charity in the effort in part to bolster and improve education in america abroad his foundation benefits waterboys.org 
which build, builds wells in, uh, for communities in East Africa. I've long been a fan of this guy, even though, unfortunately, he played at the University of Virginia. Um, he is also the second Marty Smith podcast guest in the past three weeks that named his boy Waylon. So we're going to get along just fine. Uh, who did you? Who else do you have on? Uh, we had Larry Fleet on. Okay. Burgeoning country music star. Well, Chris, I don't know if you're, you're familiar with Larry's work yet, but this no, dude. No. Well, now I'm in. He named his kid Waylon. He must have good influences. Uh, he can go. Uh, all right. We're going to just go ahead and, and put it out there to your point just a moment ago. We'll start with a. This controversial topic that I broached that I did not know was controversial. <laughs> About 10 or so days ago, I tweeted, water's water. And one of the first people to respond with, that is the most bullshit thing I've ever heard in my life, <laughs> was you. So so go ahead and walk us through your response to my ignorance. Well, so here's the thing, Marty, and I'm a big fan of yours too, man. Uh, you know. So I, I wanted to help a, help a, a, a guy out that I have a lot of respect for. And, you know, it's just dangerous. It's a dangerous narrative that all water tastes the same. Guys, Marty, how much do you weigh? 165 pounds. Okay, so I don't do the quick math on that, but I'd say you're about 130 pounds of water. Okay. 110 pounds of water. So, like, you're not just pumping Aquafina in that, in that engine. You, you talk about race cars a lot, right? Like, I do. The fuel matters. You can I know there might be a sponsor on this great podcast, so I don't want to step on any toes, but we're not talking about Deer Park here. Like, put some Aquapana in that bad boy. You know, nobody's going to call you bougie. It's not going to ruin your image. You could do some Aquapana. You could, Liquid Death still looks kind of tough, but it's like, it's, uh, it's um, upper-class water, dude. Liquid Death sponsors in that, everybody. Yeah, invest in that 70% of your body, Marty, that you run on every day. It's water. So I got to be honest with you, brother. Uh, what spawned the tweet in the first place was I had just gotten back from the gym on top of being hungover because I was in Nashville, Tennessee. And yeah. when you're in Nashville, Tennessee, you're just hungover. You're hungover. <laughs> and I had I went to this coffee shop and I got two cans of Liquid Death. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is the greatest water I've. I mean, I don't. I didn't know if it was the freezing cold ass can yeah or i didn't know what it was but i was like this water has fooled me this water <laughs> is better than other water yes. and so that's where the whole thing came from and uh, all right it's well out, it's true I'm and it's true and there's no bpas in liquid death which i don't know what that stands for but we don't want <laughs> them yeah we don't want hey dude we don't want any bpas marty so you know the the liquid death being in aluminum anybody that knows gatorade and that was born before you know 1998 has probably had Gatorade in a can before. Mm -hmm. Gatorade in a can before is like the nectar of the gods, dude. Gatorade in a plastic bottle, it's variable. How long has it been out? What flavor is it? You put any flavor in a can, uh, if it's Gatorade, it tastes amazing. And it's the same thing for water. It's the aluminum that really unlocks the potential of that water. It unlocked mine. I felt like a, I felt like a world class athlete when yes, I had that stuff yes, in my, you did, in my dude. blood. I do as too. You were as you were explaining that, I'm looking at Wesley's face. Well, Wes, you were completely flummoxed by everything Chris just said. No, I've had uh, I've had Liquid Death. I've never had the Aqua Pancake. Is aqua Pancake. It doesn't taste like pancakes. It tastes like um, that and Evian. They're kind of in the class of like if you milked a cloud or you or you milked water. <laughs> And you got like the the finest distillate of that of that like uh, that wa that cloud that was hovering over the Alps. Like that's what Aquapana. Actually, that's a, that's an Italian water. 
um, where Avion, I think, is what is that? Switzer Switzerland? It sounds French. I've had Evian before, and it's, it tastes like I'm not allowed to be drinking it. Like it, it tastes like I shouldn't be having access to that water. But you do have access. Don't fall for the, you know, this is, these are the limitations we put on ourselves. Like, Travis. you know, why? All the bullshit we spend, can I do that? Sorry. All the BS that we spend on, on water, or on, on expensive stuff that has nothing to do with water. Like I said, we run on 70% water. Invest in the water that's in your body. Travis, pull up. I know you have it right there. What was Chris's top six? I mean, this was Chris's right list is solid. Too. This was amazing. That Thank you. Just you. Fired this away. His well, list I have is, a water charity, so I got to be ready. Correct. It's a uh, number one aquapana. Drinking a drinking a cloud. Try it. Yeah, it's expensive. Number two, liquid death. No BPAs. Daily driver. Three, Ev Evian. If you milked water. Four, Mountain Valley. Just a powerhouse. Five, Smart Water. Utility and family water. A six Fiji, smooth and soft. Yeah, All Fiji right. can be a little overrated, you know, but but it has a square bottle. See, that's one. Bottle. That's another part of this debate, bro. Is I was like, is it the packaging that's messing with me right now? Because I am, I am a complete sucker for a beautiful craft beer can, and I'm yes. a complete sucker for a beautiful like uh, Pinot Noir or Cabernet <laughs> yeah, wine dude. label. I am yeah. a sucker, dude, and I want. A, is this water messing with me? I think it is messing with you, but it's okay. Allow yourself to be messed with on this thing. I mean, there's a reason that they have the bandwidth for the packaging because these are really, these are dialed in operations. You know what I mean? So uh, chances are they're doing something right. And I just want to say this about smart water. Um, smart water is a good water, not a great water. I added it to the list because I have to drink a lot of it. My wife always has a six pack of smart water. Something about suburban moms they're really drawn to smart water so i wanted to include that for the suburban moms shout out to them yeah, yeah you, know what, you know what it is the, the smart water it has the cap so you don't have to twist it off all the time you just pop it and you can drink it real fast the caps you, are tedious you do the caps yeah oh, the man. cap is the big thing just flip it off and you can just squirt it damn, damn dude. you lazy ass unscrew the lid bro <laughs> I saw somebody put a uh, twist-off cap from one of the Smart Waters on one of the twist-off caps on a bottle of wine recently. That was one of the more ingenuitive things I saw on social media recently. Where were you? Where, where was that? That's pretty, that's pretty awesome. They're having a good time wherever that it happened. It was my, al my algorithm. Uh, okay. I guess they know I like to drink water and I like to drink wine every yeah. now and then. Yep. Uh-huh. Since we have you on here, dude, you played collegiately at such a high level. Yep. Um, all-American, had a tremendous pro career, but we're big-time college football guys, yeah. college basketball guys, and all of us are just like WTF with yeah. college sports right now. It's the Wild West. There's yep. so much change. It's a, it's a seismic shift moment here. So as someone who lived it and would have made a fortune off NIL yeah, you made a when you played, bit. Yeah. what's your perspective on everything that's going on right now? So I, so I think – it's tough because I don't know that there is a right answer. You know, like everybody knows the right answer is to get these kids paid, in my opinion. Like, they generate a ton of revenue. They bust their ass. You know, the football players are risking, you know, their health to a higher degree than a lot of other collegiate athletes. So, you know, when I see these football players signing, you know, five-figure deals rolling up on campus, I'm like, yeah, it might look a little gaudy that the kid decided to buy a watch with it. Uh, but... He deserves that autonomy. He deserves that that opportunity to spend it on whatever. I mean, 
there's a lot of kids that are, are, are taking care of family back home. There's a lot of kids that, you know, maybe like me, that didn't need the money and it was a luxury and maybe they're just enjoying it. Um, the bottom line is it really doesn't matter how they're spending it. It's that they have the choice to spend it how they want to spend it, like the rest of Americans, because, you know, I really do believe in, in you know, the, you know, having a free market and having the ability to go out and earn what, what the market will pay you. And these kids are doing that. Now, in the immediacy, Marty, as you know, it is the Wild West. That's the best term to, you know, because there's going to be a lot of bad actors trying to break into the game and take advantage of kids. That's scary. You know, they got to get that figured out. These kids got to have their paperwork straight. They got to have the right people advocating for them. They got to have representation, right, to protect that money and protect their likeness and their in their their image because there's always sharks and the people that kind of take advantage. Um, but I think a lot of the growing pains we're seeing are going to be necessary, whether we're going to do it now or 15 years down the road, like the floodgates had to open. And I really do believe it'll sort itself out. I also think with like conference realignment and all this stuff, man, it, it's so hurtful to me as an ACC, like Raycom sports guy, like Amen. watch Doc Walker and all this stuff. Like this Dan is going to baby. Yeah, dude, this is going to be. This is going to be way different. Um, but it's just like anything in sports. Like, when it happens, I think everybody's shocked. But the thing that we love is still there. It's the game, dude. You know, and, and football, as long as there's an opportunity for people to play it, people are going to go play it. Because it's been, a, it's been a doorway to a better life for a lot of people. And uh, it's also a hell of a lot of fun. And it'll be competitive. Um, sure, I'm worried about Virginia. I don't know where we end up in this whole thing. Maybe you have an opinion. Um, but I also think that, like, eventually this stuff gets gets sorted out and we get used to it. USC is going to look normal in the Big Ten in, like, three years, dude. Yep. That's just the way these things go, dude. I mean, there's change, and then we adapt. My neighbor played football at Virginia Tech and is from West Virginia, and we were talking about the Mountaineers and the Hokies and – trying to figure out where schools like that end up in this model that looks like it's headed towards a power two. I mean, do you feel like there's any solution? Because 15 years ago, people would have been clamoring to add West Virginia and Virginia right. Tech to the power two. And I feel like if there is a solution, you know, maybe relegation is that answer, but I just don't know if conferences will, will go for it. I don't know if people go for relegation. I don't know what the solution would be. I've seen things floated like where there's these I mean, obviously, everybody thinks that there's either going to be this big, this big conference is made up of the SEC and the Big Ten, or it's like these power two, and then everybody else. I think there's too much pageantry, too much tradition, and too much that we love about our schools. I mean, your neighbor or myself, or you know, maybe a fan of one of these, you know, NC State. Although I think they're pretty good. I mean, um, a lot of these ACC type schools that aren't going to be able to maybe make the boat. For the, for the new big shiny conference, there's still gonna be excitement around football. It's just how do they break down those lower divisions? And then do you like give those lower divisions like a, a piece of the pie when it comes to whatever the playoff system is? I think if there's a, a carrot to dangle that you can go play the big boys and be the Cinderella, you know, then I think some of these schools that have always had a seat at the table, like the ACC has always had a second team that's gotten into the, uh, the New Year's Day Bowls and hasn't always done well because one side of the table is not as good. Thank you very much, you know, with the Coastal and all that. But, like, um, maybe now we're looking at it from the outside looking in like some of these, these non-Power 5 schools have and said, like, 
hey, if we can win enough games and if we're good enough in our lower division, maybe we can get into the dance and play spoiler. Because that's all teams really want, right? I mean, um, you know, that chance, right? I mean, we know at Virginia we're probably not going to compete in the, in, the, in the playoff in the next five years. But if there's a bigger playoff and we can get in it, for 90% of the teams, it just matters if you get in. There's only a couple teams that can win the thing every year. It's going to be fascinating to see how the conferences do shake out. I mean, I, I really think the University of North Carolina is in a phenomenal spot. I, I agree. I think they have so much potential with all of this expansion. Uh, I think UVA is actually in a good spot, and I hope Virginia Tech's in a really good spot. You know, we'll see, because if you think about the markets that those universities are in, and you think about the academic excellence, and let's not fool ourselves, though. Anybody who tells you this is about school is lying. This right. is about money. <laughs> yep, This no is question. about brands, and it's about money. Yep. And I do think, though, that those two universities are in a good spot. Speaking of money, and, and you may – I'm sure you've thought of this, but this may be an impossible question for you to answer. What do you think you could have made in the NIL era <sighs> if, it, if it was available to you? Man, I don't know. Like um... – I would need a baseline like I feel like you know a lot of people say people are always mad at you because of your dad because your dad played or whatever they say you made you know whatever you got drafted because your dad which is all BS of course but if if I made a bunch of NIL money part of that would have been because of my dad yeah you know and I really do think I would have I would have raked in a little bit now knowing myself like I've never been about the money now I've been lucky you know uh, but um I probably would have tried to be as tasteful as I could. I probably would have got ripped off because I'm bad at saying no. Like I want to take care of, you know, like I, yeah. I want to do something for this, uh, for this, um, you know, diner down the street because I know the guy. Like he'd probably take me to the cleaners. I'd probably give him a discount. Maybe I wouldn't have made as much as I could have, but I think I would have made. I think I could have pulled in 250. Do you think that's high? No, I don't think that's high at all. Not 500? for somebody who was the face of a program in a time when that program was good. Yeah, we were pretty good. And we, so we had some good pro guys. Everything's context, right? Like life yeah. is context and repetition. And the context for you when you were at UVA is the Cavs, the, the Who's were good. Yeah, and, we, we and were decent. So, yeah, I, don't think, I think 250 is very – because what people are forgetting is, like, if, if C.J. Stroud at, at Ohio State, Travis's Buckeyes – some booster could come to CJ and go, "Hey, I want to pay you thirty grand or forty grand, fifty grand to come take pictures at Little Junior's birthday party." Right. <laughs> yeah. Like they can do that. It's not just like you're representing Ocean City Coffee here. Yeah. It's yeah, but so the com the competition, the competition. There's a lot of sm rich people don't get rich by by just spending their money, you know. And I think that like there's a lot of competition in like a Columbus where you're like, well, that dealership will pay him a hundred grand. You know, like, what do I have? What's the going rate? And I think here in Charlottesville, it's probably a little different. Now, I don't want to say we're not willing to pay people uh, in this community. I know there's, you know, if guys come to Charlottesville, I'm sure there's going to be good deals on the table for them. But I, I do think, like, certain towns, it would have been interesting to see. And Charlottesville, like, we got, hey, this is part of the deal now. If you, if you like your program uh, and you're a fan of the program and you have, like, a business or you have disposable income, like, get in the game you know because kids are gonna they're looking to see where they're gonna make money i mean it's just like anything else now like imagine tebow or reggie bush or i mean oh my god these guys would have printed johnny paper. manziel 
Johnny Man, yes, Johnny. In oil money, the oil money down there, dude. Like, yes. think about that. It was the perfect storm. He would have made three, f three to five million dollars. Yeah. I I don't know if that's high, but no, no, I, don't I, I think, think it is. Sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, dude. Was there yeah. like a local place in Charlottesville that was your go-to spot that would have been a no doubter for you to have a deal with? Like you, yeah. you lived yeah. and die with those people. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, Wayside Chicken. Uh, because in college we'd go, or, or Mel's. In college we would go tubing a lot on the James River. Now, Let's go. at my age, I'm still going tubing a lot on the James River. <laughs> Dude, I saw you uh, passed up some river chicken. What's up with that? Well, it was Dr. Fax, my co-host. I didn't know how long it had been out of the refrigerator. You know, <laughs> uh, you know, uh... <laughs> So, but that was a, that was my bad. Looking back on it, I was like 30 yards away and I was floating downstream and I was in a kayak, so I didn't want to come back. There were some rapids. It was a big, complicated thing. But I would say, like, I used to get off the river and go straight to Dirty Nell or not Dirty Nelly's Wayside Chicken or Mel's, and I would have definitely given them a deal on something. Like, I would have, they would have had to pay me peanuts. I would have just been happy to support. I mean, Dirty Nelly, whatever that is, that sounds pretty interesting. You got to do, Marty. You've never been to Dirty Nelly's? No, I, I'm a Virginia boy. I have not. <laughs> okay, so next time you're in town, you just have to text me. If you're in town for a game or something, uh, this is where we need to have a beer. This is okay. the best bar yeah. on game day for sure in Charlottesville. It's like an old, old bar. Divey. Yeah. Does it have a cigarette oh, yeah, it looks like a pub, it? like a British pub kind of deal. <laughs> it does not have a cigarette machine in it because I, I don't think that's legal anymore. <laughs> But there is a porch. Somehow it's legal. Let me tell you, dude. So when I was covering the PGA Championship last month, yeah, or in May, right? Matt Berry, great American, my yeah. brother from from another at ESPN. Yep. He and I, we're gonna go check out the coolest bars in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Well, we walk into this bar because it has this marquee just blinking that says "Cold Beer." Okay, that's like a beacon in the night for hillbillies like us. Chris, we go in there, and there are these old ladies right by the front door just firing off lung darts. Darts. Like, oh, this is different. And they had an old-school cigarette machine yeah. where you, like, put your quarters in, you pull out the slot, you shove in the slot, and your pack of Marlboro Reds comes out. Yes. We well, like, there, oh, there, my God, it still exists. There's a bar like that in Charlottesville, but I'm not going to snitch. Um, <laughs> and if you come here, I can take you to the SIG bar, too. Okay. Because every once in a while, everybody needs to rip one heater at 2 a.m. Just one. And that's the problem with the cigarette machine is they need to sell the Lucy's. They need to just have a Lucy machine for drunk guys like me who are healthy and they otherwise rack, like they very athletic. Right? Just charge $5 for one cigarette because my drunk ass is going to put, you know, I don't even know who's on the $5 anymore. Is it Lincoln? Who's on the $5 bill? Yeah. I'm going to put so Abe. I'm putting Abe in the slot, dude, for a for a menthol. Especially now, the menthols are going by the wayside. They're trying to take the menthols from us. So that is a travesty. Yeah. Hey, by the way, Jeff Passan, you like baseball? He's a great man. He is a great man. He was on our show. He he smokes American spirits. <laughs> That's like his drunk sig. Yes. Oh, they're gonna kick him out of the baseball fraternity over that dude actually no there that that just made him a first ballot you hall of famer okay dude dude he is in the tsa pre-check line of okay. the baseball hall of fame now <laughs> okay, because of american spirit yeah so, this yeah. is what we need we need chris what is your uh, your your power rankings on if you just your cigarettes oh man uh newport <laughs> uh number one lights uh marlboro 
Number two, but not red. red. Not red. Sorry, yeah, Marty. I'm not trying to go. I'm not trying. To, I'm not trying to go night night. <laughs> <laughs> um, Marble Red is. It was actually my maybe my first cigarette that me and my buddy snuck out. That was my first cigarette. Who was trying to kill you, man? Somebody wanted you dead. We were both 13, dude. He didn't know any better. You know, we just drove as fast as we could in his parents' truck under the power line uh, cutout. And we found a really, uh, a really hot spot in the sun. It was like 100 degrees in the Virginia heat, and we ripped a Marlboro Red. We had to lay in the back of the bed for a solid hour. How much did Chris you explain the buzz of a first cigarette Marlboro <laughs> Red? It's unrivaled. It's like um, it's like a a really heavy lead blanket that also spins you in a circle. <laughs> <laughs> I've never I mean, smoked a, I've never smoked a cigarette in my life. What? Not one puff. Good for you. I mean, really good for you. There's no, you're not missing much except for the best ten minutes of your life. So you have the opportunity. All right, you're, who is your greatest? Who other than dad? Family yeah. doesn't count. Yeah. Who is like your greatest hero? Oh shoot, man. I mean. I, it's probably it's that dinner table question, and he's still alive. It's Willie Nelson, dude. Oh my God! Yeah. It's probably Willie Nelson, and yeah, I have a son named Waylon. But so how'd that go down? Was that an internal conflict for you? Was it between Willie and Waylon? Well, there's a lot to live up to when your name is Willie Long. <laughs> so, so Marty, not that he wouldn't have, but but Marty, I have a dog named Willie for that reason, right? He doesn't have to go to school and tell people the dog. That's so, like the reverse boy named Sue. <laughs> so Waylon for me, Waylon is a really cool name. I just love the name. And I also like, at that point, I think when you look at the highway men, there are stages in your life that you go through and you are all those people for a little while. And in my 20s, when I was just nuts, I was more Waylon. And I'm in a Willie stage, man, you know? And so Willie, Willie's probably my hero. Um, I love music and I just, I, yeah, I just... Yeah. Which, Highwaymen is one of the greatest songs of all time. Which which verse in the Highwaymen is is your favorite? Well, I feel like Johnny definitely stole the show. He got to fly a starship, fly a dude. Starship. Drops the mic. And across uh, uh, the universe divide. I got chills right now, dude. It's the best. Um, but let's see. I was a sailor. I was born upon the tide. Waylon's uh, is real, real sneaky though. I yeah, Waylon's is about building the Hoover Dam, which is and scary, the dudes dude. Being in the bottom of that concrete, I mean, there are dudes down there, dude. Um, I would say, I would say Willie though, because, because uh, just like, just like Willie, like it was such a, it's a very, it's a cool, calm verse, but he also lets you know, like I'm not to be messed with. Cause he, you know, he's uh, um, he he's he's laid a couple folks down along the road, and so I think Willie's is maybe my favorite verse outside of uh, outside of Johnny's. Y'all, I want to take just a minute to share with you about Moultrie. They have signed on to be a partner of the Marty Smith Podcast, and we are beyond thrilled. I grew up loving the outdoors. Uh, if there's if there's two things I wish I had more time to do, it is learn how to play golf. I'm still learning that, but also spend more time in the outdoors, bow hunting. I'd love to get out there more. Certainly uh, not easy during football season when we're working so much, but I love to be outside, whether it's hunting, whether it's fishing, whether it's just sitting out and enjoying 
the outdoors. And that's one reason I'm so thrilled Moultrie came on to be a partner. For more than 35 years, you guys, Moultrie has pioneered the game management category. Today, Moultrie is one of the best-selling brands of game cameras and feeders in the world, and it continues to innovate with new technology that hunters and land man managers hunters and land managers rely on. Defined by the foundations of reliability and ease of use, Moultrie products are always field tested and designed for hunters by hunters. I love that. Hunters design these cameras and y'all they're awesome. I've now set up some in my backyard in Charlotte so that I can see what's going on back there. One thing about living on the lake man, uh, there's all kind of stuff. There are crazy birds and hawks and all kind of snakes and critters everywhere so I just love to see what's going on back there. And Moultrie's field cameras are just awesome. I mean, they are so cool. They combine forward thinking innovation with time tested practicality. Moultrie consistently demonstrates what it means to be the most trusted name in game management. And real quick, y'all about those cameras. Uh, they're the Micro 42, the Micro 42i, and the Micro 32i. They fit in the palm of your hand. I mean, they're really small. They're, they're really small and compact, but they cover every single trail camera need that you have. They're compact, convenient, and easy to conceal. Go get yours right now at MoultrieFeeders.com. That's M-O-U-L-T-R-I-E, Feeders.com, MoultrieFeeders.com. So grateful that Moultrie is on board with us. Go check it out. All right. Um... I've been asking people this throughout the summer, and you you enjoy your wet fruit. You enjoy water hydration. I do. Are you a watermelon man or a cantaloupe guy? Watermelon, number one, number one fruit. Watermelon, number one fruit. Number, like period is watermelon. Period. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's a pretty controversial take as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You've now supplanted He's all in on you're all in on water, dude. Controversial take department. I love water. I love yeah. staying hydrated, and and water is a water has a, or watermelon has a lot of there's a lot of um. Read about it. It read has more health head. benefits than you think it does. It's it ninety two percent water. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. but it packs a punch, man. It's like a it's like nature's body armor just grows Wait straight till on the Wait they line. come out with aquapana infused watermelon. You know they will, and I'll be eating the out of it i'll pay thirty dollars for it i pay i pay ten dollars for sliced watermelon you know yeah so Chris, we, we have a guest for you you need to get ross chastain on your podcast then okay we, yeah we just grew up on a water about watermelon. A watermelon farm oh. nascar nascar star now he's won a couple races this year extremely aggressive doesn't give a damn to dump his mama to win a nascar race and grew up on a watermelon farm tending to the watermelons that's so good they when he wins he he Gronk spikes a watermelon on top of the car. Who was the comedian that used to do that? Gallagher. Oh, Gallagher, yes. yeah. Ga yes, he's the Gallagher of, uh, of NASCAR. And is he more hectic than Stenhouse? Uh, well, not at this point he is because okay. he's running up front and like okay. his, his positions really matter right now. Yeah, he's, he's, he's trying to figure yeah. it out right yeah. now. No, I was told if I wanted to have a chaotic favorite driver, I should pick Stenhouse. And Ricky's funny. That's like what that's what it was. Funny. Ross yeah. is real composed. Yeah. Ricky's funny. Yeah, I'm a Truex fan, dude. I decided. Yeah, because I met He's him. He's a great American. Yeah, I met him with with Joe Gibbs before the race. I was like, they just hang out in their uniforms. They they're like <laughs> talking to sponsors and just chilling before they go 200, you know, 20 miles an hour. These guys are insane. They're cool, calm. 
Martin was really nice. I just ran into him. He was cool as hell. I got the hat and everything now. What was that like when you were in the pace car at Richmond? Oh my god, dude. It unlocked something primal in me, man. I totally get... Like, I just... I wasn't even going that fast, dude. But uh, to, to drive that fast and just trust that you're not going to flip, like, you never get to do that on the road. You know, and, and going down there, realizing how slanted things are, and they said this isn't even a big slant where I was, like, at all. Um, I got to hit one of these tracks where where it's like this. I want to really feel the gravity. So anybody that wants me to drop a pace car, like, I drop everything. We got to get, okay, done. Well, done. I'm actually, uh, the, one, one of the uh, NASCAR vice presidents texted me while we're sitting here having our conversation and said he needs to talk to me about the Southern 500 at Darlington Raceway which is extremely banked, and maybe Chris Long should be driving the pace car <laughs> hey. at the Southern 500. Hey, uh, yes, dude. It was, it was the thrill of a lifetime. And, 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 and everybody in NASCAR is really good about growing the sport. They are. I'll say that, like, they, it was legitimately a first-class experience going down there, man. It was, like, you go to football games, you get lost in the crowd. It's very, like, you know, very closed off. Like I said, you got to meet the racers right before the right before the sh before the race. You know, all the people that work for NASCAR are so friendly and accommodating. I am really not just saying that to kiss y'all's ass to get on another pace car. <laughs> but honestly, as a football player, I was like, damn, this is a really welcoming sport. So I was really excited about that. Yeah, we're huge When you fans. met Martin, I'd have to imagine that you were extremely taken by the fact that those guys wear fire-retardant adult pajama <laughs> onesies. Yes. Imagine if you guys did that in football, <laughs> where, like, you stepped into a onesie and, and, you're, and you had the pads in your pants and then the shoulder pads were hooked into the – the whole thing and all you had to do was zip up your uniform yeah you don't have a choice then you gotta go you gotta go <laughs> that's it dude you know what i mean so i'm just like i'm pretty impressed with these dudes i say a lot of people say are they athletes i say hell yeah they're athletes you gotta control a 200 no question or you gotta control a bowl that's going 200 miles an hour around a, a track and pee in your suit like you're an athlete dude <laughs> It's always funny to me when you see football players who are huddled. Like you got a bunch of assistant coaches on every single corner of the player, and yeah. all of a sudden, that for he's they're there for like two minutes, and then there he just emerges. <laughs> you know what's happening there. Dude. You know what's going down in <laughs> yeah. there. Peeing, looking at thirty thousand people who are looking yeah. at you. It's you want to talk about stage fright? And all Try. of them have their phones up, just checking you out. Dude. They can't see, but but you feel like they can. <laughs> they know what's happening. They know. So, dude, you're a legend. Dude, Marty, uh, so thank grateful you. for yeah. your time and your perspective and your care for others. Uh, it yes, truly sir. is inspiring. We didn't get a chance to get into that. We'll have to have you back on again so we can get deep into your heart because, man, you're a special cat. Dude, we appreciate you. Lucky guy, man. I appreciate you all, and, and I'll come on anytime. A lot of fun. We told you. I mean, the man, I meant what I said. The man means so much to me because he's such a vulnerable personality. He's an open book, and he has so much care and empathy for other people. His his folks raised him right. Uh, we heard you guys heard him talk about right there how much he loves NASCAR, and we all do too. Certainly, I want to remind you guys the NASCAR season is heating up and headed to Michigan Speedway next month, and tickets for the race couldn't be cheaper. Tickets start at just $39 for NASCAR Cup Series, Fire Keepers Casino, 400 tickets on August 7th at Michigan International Speedway. Kids 12 and under can get in for just 10 bucks. You can also camp at the racetrack starting Monday of race week. And if you can't make it to the race, make sure you check it out on NBC at 3 p.m. Eastern time for a complete list of tickets, camping, and hospitality 
go to mispeedway.com. That's mispeedway.com. Look, man, so I've admired him since he was a player at the university. <clears throat> does it that frog? Does it pain you that you we've we had a Virginia boy on before we had a Virginia Tech guest on? No, because it's him. And you know, I, I love to pick at the Wahoos, but um, it's a special place too. It just is. And he is one of the greatest of all time in that program. It, it, like I wanted not only did we want to have fun with him about the water thing, that's where this was spawned. Travis, awesome job getting to him. Travis jumped right on it as soon as yep. Chris responded Good job. And, and, and got Chris on for us. And he's had a real busy week. He's been out in Wyoming and kayaking and doing who knows what. But I wanted his perspective, Wes, on NIL. And I'm so glad that we got it because that's one of those guys who played at a university and was the face of the university, right? And so he's one of those guys who could have benefited tremendously from it. And I felt like his perspective was so keen. He put it at a quarter million. Um, I think that's a, I think that's a low number. And Travis is, is for those of you the, listening, the dude he's putting went, his thumb up in the air too. He went second overall in the draft. So think about like what. Yeah. I also he had a lot of baked so in value. That he uh, on three has like a valuation for guys nil value and what he mentioned about his dad, they they factor in like legacies. So like LeBron's son yep. has a higher Arch Manning uh, floor than other guys. Arch Manning. And so that family know. legacy does matter. I don't know how exact a lot of that stuff is because it's still so new. Um, but social media certainly a part of it, family legacy, and then what you do on the field. So, yeah, I have no doubt he could have been pushing seven figures for sure. And you know that, that some of those companies, right, are going to say they're going to try to put together – it's like Dale Jr. owning his NASCAR team, right? Okay, we'll sponsor that team in the Xfinity Series, but we want Dale Jr. for so many appearances too. Tony Stewart's team in a cup series. Sure, we would we'd love to sponsor Chase Briscoe, but with Chase, we want Tony. And there's no question that guys like Chris, Travis said it right there, Arch Manning's insane value will be, hey, can we do deals with you and your uncles or your dad or whomever? And so I, I, I think that, that it's, it's interesting the way he said it too. Like, when you are a superstar athlete or a superstar entertainer or a business person and your father was wildly successful like Howie Long, Chris's dad was, Hall of Famer, right? On Fox Sports' broadcast, phenomenal broadcaster, has been since I was a kid, basically. And certainly there's going to be those naysayers that go, oh, you're a silver spoon kid, you got it because. It's Austin Dillon and Ty Dillon now in NASCAR. Dale Jr. when he was in NASCAR. Oh, daddy handed everything to him. That's bull You might get an opportunity because of your dad, but you don't keep it because of your dad. You have to you have to have the talent, the drive, the passion, the want to, the acumen in order to keep it. The thing that I'm more interested in right now, maybe it's because it's more recent, how do players, former players, feel about this conference stuff? Because everything I see on social media is from the loudest people in the room, and they think that college football is going to be ruined. And I was encouraged to hear that Chris has faith in the sport like I do. I'm, I'm defending it until I can't, until it doesn't exist anymore. But we see these changes, and it doesn't mean the sport is ruined. It doesn't mean the sport's going to die. Um, I, I still believe that college football has a lot of uh, a lot to offer 
and brings people a lot of passion, regardless of where their teams shake out in this power two, tier one, tier two deal. It, we, we spent, McGee and I spent all day Saturday, our entire three hours, we spent interviewing Reese Davis, interviewing Heather Dennis, interviewing this person and that person. And everybody's still working through it because it is brand new and it's so foreign right now that UCLA and USC are going to be in the Big Ten and some other teams are too. Look, this was a power move by a couple of, like Fox Sports had a hand in this and the Big Ten and the universities and it's not over, guys. It's not over. And like we, we're going to spend so much time talking about this, not only on all of, on this platform, but on all of ESPN's platforms, I will, as we make our th- way through. Wes is going to be talking about it on Dogs HQ. Constantly. Yeah, I wrote about it already this week. Y'all yeah. check it out. Constantly, they're going to, we're, it's going to be discussed. Um, all right, I got to hop. And the reason I got to hop is because we have about two minutes left before my internet dies. We get a one hour window on this internet, my friends. Uh, thanks so much to Chris, man. Again, Travis, great job getting him. Uh, so grateful for our law enforcement officials all over the country working hard to keep communities safe, and they're working hard now. They're working hard right now. Thank you to our first responders. It was so cool to be in the Ocean City Bike Parade on July 4th and following the big red fire truck throughout the city and watching the kids respond to that and how cool it is. They're all heroes. Same for the United States military. Thank you guys so much for your sacrifice and your service to our country. We are grateful for freedom every day. Thank you guys. And thank you all for listening to the Marty Smith podcast here at Outsider. Subscribe, rate, review, follow, do jumping jacks, cartwheels, whatever you can do. You can go to our store right now. You can buy the hat I have on. This is the duck camo hat. Wes has on the, uh, what's it? What's that one called? It has a cool name. Like, uh, Forget what the it's authentic, called. Yeah, authentic, authentic goods. products or something like that. Travis will figure it out. Uh, all right, we're out of time. Thank you all. <laughs> Have an amazing week. <laughs> this is the Marty Smith Podcast. Thank you all for listening. See you.